two, boom. Okay. The clap is how we sync up all the sound. Got it. I'm sure you've been on camera before. A little bit. It's like when they do the 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 clutch. Nothing that says definitely Miami more than a suave Brazilian guy who's lived, been educated all over the world, lived in D.C., lived in America, lived in Brazil, and now you're here in Miami. Bruno Borges, so great for you, for you to come here and sit down with us. I appreciate you. Thanks for having me. My pleasure. I always like to start out the interviews by talking about the guests, because no matter what you do, whether you're in real estate, you're in fashion, you're in the restaurant business, or you're in the chat, you know, you run a charity, I always feel that's important for people to get to know you as a person. Mm -hmm. So tell me a little bit about you. Where were you born and raised? Born and raised in Brazil. Mm -hmm. So I started my career in Brazil as a corporate attorney. Fantastic. Yeah, so Sounds spent, so exciting. <laughs> super <laughs> exciting. So I spent eight years actually practicing corporate law, and that's how I got involved with the nonprofit sector in the okay. first place. So I did a lot of pro bono work for nonprofits in Brazil, and I, at some point I realized that I was uh, having a lot more fun supporting the nonprofits than working <laughs> with the regular like corporate clients. Right. Nothing against the corporate clients. Uh, they were paying the bills, but sure. uh, the nonprofits were, you know, uh, uh, great to work with, uh, and it was amazing just to have an opportunity to somehow like contribute to social impact. So back in 2004, uh, I made a very big I, I made a very big decision. I, I decided to quit my corporate legal career. The, like uh, the like the dream career. The dream career. Right, because uh, I'm sure when you were growing up, it was go to school, get a great education, become a doctor, an attorney, an accountant. Exactly. So you, your parents must have been like, oh. Oh, yeah. No, <laughs> and I, 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 there's a true story behind that. Uh, so when I actually declined a, a partnership, mm -hmm. uh, you know, an offer to become a partner at the law firm, right. it took me a dinner to do it. It took my parents like two years to understand it because exactly like the expectation sure. was that, you know, you would build a career uh, in, in, in the corporate, you know, uh, uh, legal world. Um, but then I, I moved to Baltimore. Uh, so I, I, I quit my, my law firm job and I went straight to Baltimore. At the time that you moved to Baltimore, did you realize that, you know, Baltimore, when you look on the map, Baltimore's right next to Washington, D.C. Mm -hmm. But did you realize that Baltimore might not be the most cosmopolitan city to go and live in? I know. Right? What attracted me to Baltimore was the university. So I mm -hmm. went to Johns Hopkins uh, yeah. for a, a master's in organization development with a concentration in nonprofit management. Okay. So it was a great program. Uh, so I, I stayed in Baltimore for three years just for that program. Um, okay. and, and after... You know, uh, uh, finishing that program, I went to uh, work for an international nonprofit organization based out of Washington, D.C. Okay. Now, Johns Hopkins is primarily known for two things. It's a medical school and great lacrosse. How did you end up going? You went there for business and law? or uh, How did you choose Johns Hopkins? So, is it Johns Hopkins or Johns Hopkins? Johns Hopkins. Johns Hopkins. Johns Hopkins. Yeah. So, um, so first, uh, I went there for a, uh, it was a certificate in nonprofit management. Mm-hmm. 
But when I got there, after three months, one thing led to another. You ended right. up like meeting people, uh -huh. and the certificate program that I was uh, part of. Uh, got approved as a concentration area for the masters in organization development from the business school, from okay. the Cary Business School. Gotcha. And and then I, I got accepted. I applied for the masters, got accepted, transferred all the credits uh, from the certificate to the masters program, and I ended up doing like a masters in organization development from the business school with a concentration in nonprofit management. Wow. Okay. So Baltimore. How different was Baltimore from Brazil? Very different, yeah. very different. Climate-wise, culture? Everything, yeah. And I was living in Sao Paulo before. So okay. Sao Paulo is, you know, it's more kind of it's New It's one York. of the largest cities yes. in the entire world. Yes, it is, it is. Okay. Yeah, so. I mean, Baltimore is beautiful, uh, very historic, very close to D.C. Mm -hmm. And now you were working for a firm based out of D.C., correct? Yes, yeah, so I joined, uh, right after that program, I joined an international nonprofit uh, in D.C., happens to be the largest association of social entrepreneurs globally. Okay. So there are like four, uh, close to 4,000 social entrepreneurs uh, mm -hmm. as part of this large network. Um, and I, I, I got to work with them for, for 10 years. So I oh, stayed wow. with that organization for 10 years. Yeah. Wow, it's like a lifetime. Yes, it is. It was, it was great. It was a fantastic experience. So you make the move from Brazil to Baltimore in the D.C. area. Mm-hmm. How did you end up here <laughs> in what we call the greatest city in the face of the earth right now, our home, Miami? How did you end up here? Everybody has a Miami story, right? Yes. Uh -huh. uh, so, well, this, my story was that uh, when I was working for that organization uh, mm -hmm. in Washington, D.C., uh, I got invited to attend a conference in Miami. It okay. was February. Uh -huh. Winter in D.C., snowing. Say less. Uh, say less. Well, you came you to can, Miami in February. And you can imagine how is that for a yes. Brazilian guy, right? Uh -huh. uh, and my wife also happens to be from Brazil, so we were both, like, suffering with that winter. Uh -huh. uh, so I invited her. Why don't you join me? Sure. For, you know, uh, we're going to spend the weekend in Miami. And it was a Saturday evening when we found ourselves sitting outside mid-February. Right. Just having a cocktail, enjoying, enjoy, you know, uh, uh, the outdoor, and we look at each other and we're like, okay, this is it, right? We just need to make it happen. And a couple of months later, we... You we don't need anything happen. else yeah, after yeah. That. <laughs> that. That's how I got into it. Wow. Wow. I think everybody has a story about how or when they made the decision to move to Miami. I know for um, myself, I had a very similar story. Mm -hmm. So I grew up in New York, you know, educated in New York, worked in New York, 20 plus years working in the banking business. Well, the time was about, you know, 15 years or so working in the banking business in New York. And again, it was that hustle, the bustle, the grind, uh, we call it the rat race. Mm -hmm. You know, hot, hot as hot can be in the middle of the summer and very, very cold in the middle of the winter. And I can remember coming down to Miami Growing up, I always loved Miami because it was, it was portrayed in the media as being this, this Shangri-La. Mm -hmm. And I can remember being here. Had to be 2004, uh, New Year's weekend, 2004, at the time I was married, sitting at the pool at the Shelbourne, and I was doing emails on my BlackBerry, mm -hmm. right, before iPhone. And I just remember sitting there saying, it's so inexpensive to live here compared to New York, and I know I could do what I do here, I could do in New York. And then when the opportunity came, you know, right around 2011, 2012, I took it and I ran. And I haven't looked back. And now I feel like probably you feel the same. I've been here so long now, you know, 10 plus years, that even when I go back to New York, which I go back frequently, mm -hmm. it, it, my family's there. It doesn't feel like home the same way that Miami feels like home. Yeah. 
I feel the exact same way. Uh, three years in Baltimore, five in D.C., loved both cities. We mm -hmm. had an amazing experience there. But Miami was the very first time that we actually had that feeling, like this is home, this is yeah. where we want to raise our family. Um, yeah. What is it, you know, so, the, you know, I named our show Definitely Miami, uh -huh. right? And then we ended up naming the network Definitely Miami. And people always ask me, what does that mean? And I said, Definitely Miami is the best term to describe something. When you see something, you know it's Definitely Miami. Or that feeling that you get when you walk into a restaurant and, and you hear maybe the table next to you is like last night I went out to dinner. The table next to us is speaking German. The table behind us is speaking in Russian, French, Spanish. You know, the, mm -hmm. the waitress was from, you know, Portugal. The busboy was from Brazil. No, I'm not trying to degrade, uh -huh. you know, uh -huh. Brazilian. But that feeling that you get when we're truly, we're not even a melting pot. I feel like we're a rock tumbler here where we're just a bunch of rocks that have gone into this mixed up thing. We've gotten smoothed out. We all fit together. But we all keep our own independent cultural identity. Mm -hmm. To me, that's definitely Miami. Yeah. Which brings me to the next point. What is it? Let, let's talk about our favorite things about Miami. We both live in Miami Beach, which I just found out about when you walked in. We started talking. Um, what is it about Miami Beach? What is your favorite restaurant in Miami Beach? Mm, good question. Let's, let's talk top enough. three because okay. you can have a favorite Italian. You can have a favorite steakhouse. You can have a favorite... You know, what's your what's top three restaurants that you go to the most in Miami um, Beach? Well, I love we, we my wife and I we both love ceviche. Okay, um, uh, that's probably yeah, that's definitely top. Suvici, Suvici, not ceviche one hundred and five. Yeah. Suvici, yes, yeah, ceviche is very uh, good. They have one in Midtown. They yeah. have another one in. Uh, um, Brickle, yeah. so yeah, we used to go. Uh, Brickle was up in my first home in okay. Miami, so yeah, uh, we love the Cuban one, uh, Lincoln Road, Havana, oh, Havana, nineteen fifty-seven. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What about Espanola Way? Have you been to Espanola yes, Way? Yes, we've been there. Um, they, have a, they have a Havana, nineteen fifty-seven, right on the corner of Washington and Espanola Way. Then they have a series of restaurants. A new hotel just got redeveloped there. Mm -hmm. We're lucky because we've seen Miami change. We both got to Miami around the same time. Uh huh. We've seen Miami change so much since we got here. When you first got here, my experience was that, you know, I would get on the elevator at 8 in the morning to go to work, you know, suit, briefcase, and nobody else would be on the elevator. Uh -huh. But when the elevator got down to the bottom floor, you know, people, I'd see people coming in from going out at night. Uh -huh. and, and I felt like I was the outsider because I had a 9-to-5 job and I worked in corporate America. Now, I think it's just the opposite. I think so many people here that are professionals that are working full time and that, oh, well, we just happen to live by some of the greatest restaurants in the world. And there's a lot of great, you know, mm -hmm. night activities that we can do or whatever. What's your been what's been your experience seeing Miami change or whatever? What, what, what do you think has been the greatest thing that's changed about Miami in the 10 years you've been here? I, I think it's the energy. It's a much more uh, the city is much more vibrant now mm -hmm. uh, compared to like 10 years ago, I think. Uh, and you can see that energy everywhere. Right. Mm -hmm. you, you see that energy in the tech ecosystem. You see that energy in the restaurants business. You see yeah. that energy, arts and culture like. It's everywhere, and I, I think for me that was a big, big change. I think maybe ten years ago, there were a handful of good restaurants and a couple of good hotels. Mm -hmm. Now every major hotel has got a flag flying on a building here, and every great chef wants to have a, you know a restaurant or have a piece of a restaurant or do a pop up here. In addition to that, you know we see people like mm -hmm. um, Moisha Mana. So Moisha 
you know, he was one of the driving forces in um, developing Wynwood, him and the Goldman family. Mm -hmm. And now Moisha has just spent billions buying up property to redevelop in the downtown district, in the okay. Flagler district. You know, we didn't have that 10 years ago, you know, where we have Swire coming here. We have all these other developers from the Northeast that have come down here. We have so many companies that are moving down here. You know, in the past, we were a hospitality industry. Mostly, most of the economy was driven by hospitality. But now we've got technology. Mm -hmm. We have a lot of legal businesses that have moved here. A lot of finance businesses have moved here. Not only moved here, but... They've moved everywhere from West Palm Beach all the way down. So it's been that trickle down, which I think has really changed the, the face of, uh, of Miami. And when we say Miami, we live in Miami. But when you say Miami to people who live in, let's say, Ohio or that live in San Francisco, they, they all think that my, Miami is from Palm Beach down south. They don't realize uh -huh. that Miami is this little tiny city in, this, in, a, in a huge metropolis. So the other thing that I've seen change in Miami is it used to be that people would do charity events and the charities were there were smaller charities but now we have major major charities and I know that the Miami Foundation is one of the oldest charities mm -hmm. in which you know you represent talk to us about the Miami Foundation how did you get involved with it and what is the Miami Foundation about sure so I got involved uh, this year uh, this mm -hmm. is my first year with the foundation mm -hmm. uh, the Miami Foundation is a community foundation for Miami uh, it has been around for over uh, 50 years mm -hmm. um, and we are the philanthropic hub uh, for Miami so okay. uh, we connect with philanthropists individuals okay. who want to do good to contribute to social uh, social change in our community uh, and we connect them with Nonprofits that are doing amazing work, uh, whether it's in animal welfare, equity, environment. Uh, we have a network of more than a thousand nonprofits um, that we support uh, with grants uh, and with con strategic connections uh, to to those individuals. So we are we're this hub that uh, uh, you know. Uh, uh, you like the charity of charities uh, that brings you know do sure. dollars to to scale positive social impact. Great. Now, the, you have an event on the 11th, I believe, right? So we, we actually, the campaign is already on and okay. it's already live. Uh, it's called Jersey for Miami. Okay. Uh, so well, now, when you say Jersey for Miami, uh -huh. forgive me, because I'm, I'm a guy that was born in Brooklyn, raised in Long Island, New York guy. When people say Jersey, I automatically think of New Jersey, right? Uh-huh. But in this case, you're, we're talking about actual sports jerseys. Yes, we are. Okay. Uh -huh. So what is the jersey for Miami? Miami? Explain yeah, this. So jerseyformiami.org is a fundraising competition that we just launched in partnership with the five big major sports teams in Miami. So the Miami Heat, the Miami Dolphins, the Miami Marlins, Inter Miami, and the Florida Panthers. Okay. Uh, and they all came together to you know, co-sponsor, co-create this campaign with us where it's a fundraising competition, so all you have to do is go to jerseyformiami.org, right. create your page, you share your page with your friends and family, you ask them to support the cause of your choice. Right. For every dollar you raise, you get a point. And the folks with most points, the, the top three fundraisers by November 11th, yeah. uh, will get big prizes. And, and the top prize is five signed jerseys from the big teams. $5,000 in cash. Holy cow. And $5,000 to give away to your favorite nonprofits on Give Miami Day, which takes place November 17th. Okay. So, That's phenomenal. I know. It's, so how did, who, how did you come up with this idea? Because to me, 
you know, it's, uh, even though it's a charity, it's about marketing. And mm-hmm. everybody, you go to most people's offices, and what do they have? Like, even here, we're looking, there's a picture, you know, we have basketball pictures, pictures of Muhammad Ali, who famously trained here at, you know, at the Fifth Street Gym in Miami Beach. Um, everybody loves sports memorabilia. How'd you come up with the idea, Jersey, from Miami? So we partnered with an amazing agency called Founders. Okay. Uh, so we brought them on board uh, to help us kind of, you know, with the, the creative process for sure. this campaign. Mm-hmm. Uh, we knew we had, you know, the networks. And we were always trying to think about new ways of reaching uh, people that are not necessarily connected with the, you know, right. with, with charitable mm-hmm. uh, giving. Uh, and because last year alone we had 38,000 donors on Give Miami Day, which is the big, you know, uh, uh, giving day in Miami. Yeah. But we thought, like, okay, how do we th- – there are more than 2 million people living in Miami. How do we get to those folks, right? Mm-hmm. And that's the challenge that we presented to, to founders, and they came back with this amazing idea that, you it's know, great. let's connect – Yes. with sports fans, uh-huh. and let's offer sports fans an opportunity to become changemakers, right? So, Especially in a year like this, where the Miami Dolphins are having a phenomenal year. I'm a, I'm a lifelong New York Jets fan, so uh-huh. to see the Dolphins winning. <laughs> but since now I'm, you know, I've been in Miami, it's, I'm rooting for the Dolphins. You know, and the Panthers have, have been, always been, you know, from a hockey standpoint, have always been there. Mm-hmm. Um, what's this? It, 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 I'm not a hockey, I'm not a soccer fan. So is Inter I'm Miami huge. in the playoffs? Or? So they of course you're a huge soccer fan. You're Brazilian, yes. You know, yes. you know soccer Brazi- uh, in Brazil yeah. is kind of a religion. Uh, yes. So, yeah, huge soccer fan. Uh, excited to see, like, Inter Miami just went for the first time to the playoffs. Uh, Amazing. So, yeah, they got kicked out by the New, uh, the New York uh, team. <laughs> Yes. But, but but they had an amazing season, uh, you know, with last season of Iguain. Uh, mm-hmm. So, but it, I mean, it was like, you know super excited. Have to you see been it. to their stadium up in yep. Florida? Yep. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. That's the Pink Stadium, right? Yes, the Pink Stadium. Yeah, fantastic. Uh-huh. Yeah. Amazing, amazing stadium. And, and they were great, great partners uh, to work with. So we had like three players from Inter Miami involved with the campaign. That's great. So Leo Campana, Robert Taylor, and the team captain Gregory Silva. They all joined the campaign. So the jerseys are actually signed Stop by them. them. Yes, so it's so uh, cool. So it's super cool. Well, listen, we're going to take a look at the jerseys, right? Um, but if you want to get involved, how do people find, or how can they actually donate? How can they find it online? So they go to jerseyformiami.org. Okay. Uh, and again, all you have to do is go to the jerseyformiami.org website. You create your profile. Mm-hmm. You select the cause that you, you like, uh, right. whether it's animal welfare, equity, environment. Okay. Uh, and then you start fundraising. Uh, share with your friends and family. Every dollar that you raise, you get a point. Uh-huh. And then the folks with, you know, most points will win. And it, uh, let me tell you, uh, since we launched, like, this campaign is already uh, uh, live, it has been fun. Super competitive. Super. Like, you, I'm... I'm I'm addicted to like checking the leaderboard, like because the leaderboard keeps going like up and down, up and you're, down. You're checking all the, time. the leaderboard like an Instagram model checks yeah, their likes yeah, on yeah, Instagram. Yeah. Oh my goodness, that's so awesome! All right, so let's check out the the jerseys, and they could find it at what's the website again? Jerseyformiami.org. Jerseyformiami.org. So it's right here. Make sure you click on it. Um, get out. Get involved in this charity. We only have a couple of days left, so let's let's get involved with it. Let's check out the jerseys. Let's do cool. It. Let's do it. We talked about it a lot, but we really want to see these jerseys and see what the deal is. Show us some of these soccer jerseys. Let's, let's see them. So this is the Inter Miami one. Okay. It's beautiful. You can check like Jersey for Miami. This is this is a collector's item, let me tell you. Uh, and this one is from the team captain, Gregory Silva. And it's signed over yes, here? Yes, it is. It is. So cool. Yeah. Wow, that's awesome. 
Great. What else you have? We got the Marlins. Oh yes, from okay. JJ Bleede. Uh, okay, another one signed yep. here. Yeah, it's great stuff. Yep. Good picture this. Seeing this hanging in our studio, so when we do interviews in the future, we can see it. Yeah, you got oh, the here we go. from Phillips. So this guy, this is an interesting story. You know, he played at UN, uh-huh. and he's been uh, like, a, like a hurricane, <laughs> double entendre, on the, on the field playing defensive end for the Dolphins this year. Yeah. And then we got the Panthers jerseys. Yeah, this is a special one. We actually got the, the jerseys wow. by the whole team. So, Amazing. Yeah, yeah. So cool. I love it. And then we got the heat. Yeah. And we got a heat one. Mm-hmm. I like so, it. And who signed yeah. this one? So the one that is going to be signed for this campaign is going to be from Gabe Vincent. Okay. So, yeah, Gabe, Gabe is signing three shirts for, for the three winners because we're giving actually the whole set of five signed jerseys for the first three folks that uh, uh, get on top of the leaderboard. So Get on the leaderboard. Yeah. So every all the, the first three get five signed jerseys. The first one get five signed jerseys, $5,000 in cash, and $5,000 in a Give Miami Day gift card so you can give away to your favorite nonprofit. The second one gets all five signed jerseys, 3000 in cash, $3,000 to give away. And the third one gets all five signed jerseys, 2000 in cash, $2,000 in a gift Fantastic. Gift. Listen, and the consolation prize is a signed definitely Miami t-shirt by yours truly, Ronnie G. Thanks for <laughs> tuning in. This has been Definitely Miami. Ronnie G with Bruno Borges here at the studio. And uh, make sure you check out the website and let's give to Miami. It's a great cause. Thank you. Appreciate Thanks your time. Of course, you. 100%.